Welcome to Season 7 of the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping coaches, teachers, and leaders of all types become their best through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosberg. Each week, we'll discuss inspirational, impactful, and motivational quotes to help you become your best as you work to lead your teams to become their best. So make sure you've laced them up tight, you're focused on your target, and you're ready to dive in to today's great quotes for coaches. Hi, everybody. Welcome back in to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. And uh, today we, once again, are continuing with our series on perfectionism. And uh, I'm also today back in front of my fireplace in my living room. Uh, I listened to the uh, the playback last week and things sounded fine. Uh, I, I think they sounded fine. Hopefully you did too. I'm sure there's some of you purists out there maybe who are thinking um, that it was... I don't know, whatever you'd be thinking. Uh, but I can't worry about that because it uh, sounded good to me, sounded clear to me. So I decided, yeah, I'm going to do this again uh, here from uh, from the living room in front of a fire in the fireplace. So although the weather has been outstanding, um, the nights and early mornings are cool. And so it's a good time to throw fire in the fireplace. Um, so having said that, it's time to move on to uh, our content today. And today... You know, I had been talking about how uh, a couple for the, the last few weeks, not last week, but the three weeks before that, I did a mini series within the series. The mini series was quotes by Dr. Brene Brown. And I've been talking about, I'm going to do another mini series by quotes from Dr. Jen, a clinical psychologist who I just happened to see some quotes from when I was doing research for this um, perfectionism series. Well, it's turns out I, I realized I'm not really doing a series uh, of hers because uh, I have four quotes for her. And so I'm just going to do all four quotes. I've done that numerous times before with you. So I'm just going to do, you know, the four quotes in today's episode and just call it good um, and and not worry about a quote unquote series. So uh, so these all come to us from Dr. Jen. Uh, she's a clinical psychologist. I found her on Twitter. Uh, well, I found her quotes when I did a Google search and then found them. She does quotes probably every day. I mean, not quotes. She's doing her own her own ideas, but we, I'm taking them as her quotes. Um, she's making these posts on Twitter. And so I uh, checked her out and saw, you know, these a few others, and I'm sure there's many of them, uh, because this seems to be kind of her focus, um, this concept of perfection and perfectionism. But I found four quotes that I really liked, and so I am going to uh, read those four today, talk about those four um, in today's episode. So not a series, but a series of quotes in today's episode by clinical psychologist Dr. Jen. Um, and you can find her at, at Dr. Jen, I believe, uh, Dr. Jen official. Yeah, that's the, that's where her, um, that's her, her handle for Twitter. All right. So in no particular order, I'm going to, I'm going to read these. The first one, perfectionism is when we stop putting ourselves out there for anything we aren't confident we can do perfectly. Whoa. Boy, right off the bat, we get to a, a real powerful one. 
Actually, all four of these, I think, are powerful. And this is classic. You know, I've been talking about um, with you through this time, perfectionist athletes, those of you who are coaches, um, but those of you who are parents, those of you who are teachers, your perfectionist child, your perfectionist students. And this concept, uh, by the way, I was thinking of this, um, Dr. Brown, Brene Brown, I'm listening to her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, and she had a great quote in there. Maybe I'll come back to that quote um, and use that quote uh, in a later episode here in the series, because she was talking about how we're not perfectionists like all the time, we're, but we have perfectionist tendencies, especially in certain situations and moments, you know, it's something like that. Um, and like I said, I'll, I'll do that quote. I gotta, gotta look that back up, um, on my, uh, on my, uh, what do you call it? My, uh, audio book. There we go. And, uh, I'll have to try and find, cause I bookmark a lot of the things that I want to talk about or that are powerful to me. I think I want to use in things I'll write or things I'll speak about. Well, that's, this is the concept here in what Dr. Jen is talking about. It's, we won't put ourselves out there, you know, for anything we aren't confident we can do perfectly if we're perfectionists. And I think about the number of perfectionist students I had. And again, not that they're always perfectionists, but those who had a tendency to not be happy unless everything was perfect, unless they got a hundred on a test, unless they, as, as student athletes, played what in their mind was a perfect game or hit the big shot or whatever it was. And so what tends to happen is they will not push themselves out of a comfort zone for fear of not being perfect or not looking perfect. Boy, do we see that with kids uh, and with people, but kids all the time, don't we? And this goes back to Dr. Carol Dweck's Mindset book. Again, one of the books that I highly recommend that you read. Mindset, the new psychology of success, I think is what the uh, subheading is. Dr. Carol Dweck, in which she talks about fixed mindsets and growth mindsets. And and the, the, the perfectionist person generally has a fixed mindset. And so because of that, they think I am this way because that's who I am. That's how I am. And so they don't think about growth and getting better. They just think I'm, it's a, I'm supposed to be perfect or great or whatever it might be. And so they don't want to stretch themselves and try new things. And she, she cites a variety, Dr. Carol Dweck cites a variety of studies out there, but some really cool ones with students in America. And then I think it was Korea might have been Japan, I think it was Korea, that these students, um, these children, fifth grade, I believe, is when, it, when they were, you know, when it, uh, the study happened for those kids. And just about um, the perfectionist tendencies on kids in America versus in other cultures. And they were talking about Eastern cultures in particular at the, in this section, I believe. And uh, how the uh, American kids with anything that was a little bit more difficult, they just wouldn't try. They wouldn't, you know, and, and they set these tests up for them specifically with no um, correct answer. And the American kids gave up just real quickly. Whereas the, um, again, I think it was Korean, where the Korean kids just kept trying, just kept working, just kept trying. And, and they looked, they, they did not have this 
fear of failure concept. Well, that's so such a big thing with the perfectionist people, athletes, students, kids, human beings, that they have this fear of failure. And so they won't even try things unless they know they can do them perfectly. And that's what this quote by Dr. Jen, that's why I love this quote. Um, let's go to this quote because it kind of fits right in with it. Perfectionists minimize achievements and focus on flaws. Look to shift your perspective to give yourself the same grace you give others. Oh, that is so good. And think about what she's saying here. They minimize their achievements. So when they do have success, they downplay them. Why? Because, of course, they're supposed to do that. They're perfect, right? They're supposed to always perform perfectly. So when they do, it's no big deal. Now, it's good for us to teach kids not to brag and boast and go about taunting others when you know we have success. Absolutely. But you don't want to minimize the actual successes that you have. You need to be proud of those. You need to feel good about those. And you need to say, yeah, I did that. You know, no matter how small the success is. I talked many, a few months ago about little victories. Um, I think that was in the John Maxwell Change Your World series. Uh, might have, might not have been, but, and then I talked about the Bob Seeger song, uh, Little Victories. And that concept that it's good to, you know, have little victories. Little victories can lead to big victories. So don't minimize whatever your achievements are. But even the big, the big achievements for perfectionists, they tend to minimize them. And then they focus on their flaws. And again, this isn't the worst thing for us to do in terms of trying to improve ourselves. Make sure we recognize, okay, I have flaws. I have things to work on. That's the opposite end of the spectrum. I got, I got my share of kids through, through the years who they don't think they have any flaws. They don't think they have to work on certain things. Well, no, that's a problem too. So you're going to have flaws. You're going to have areas where you need work, where you need to, to work to improve. You know, so you got to recognize those, admit them, and then work on them. But the perfectionist just focuses on those because, oh my gosh, how could I do that? How could you do what? You're a human being. You're going to have some mistakes. You're going to have things you aren't perfect at. And so the second part of this then turns it outward. Look, well, actually turns it inward by turning it outward. Look to shift your perspective to give yourself the same grace you give others. Would you do that to other people who weren't perfect? Of course not. You're not going to turn, somebody makes a mistake. I mean, you know, we say this all the time in the presentations I do with proactive coaching, you know, mistakes made at full effort and full attention, you dignify those, but the mistakes that are made out of laziness and not focusing, not working hard, well, then those you have to deal with, those are behavioral issues. So sure, if somebody makes a mistake that way, you have to address it. But give yourself the same latitude, leniency that you would give other people who they just didn't finish something off. They just didn't make a mistake or it just the ball bounced the other way or they missed a shot, whatever it might be. They did all the right things. They just you wouldn't just, you know, pounce on them. Watch how many times, you know, in a in a professional sport, uh, sporting event or a college game 
when a, a player misses a, a shot last week, missing a field goal, you know, uh, uh, I remember, so this would be two weeks ago for you because uh, you're getting, hearing this, if you're here at the day it comes out on Monday, October, what, 23rd, I think. Well, um, I'm recording this on Sunday morning. So the, the NFL games have not been going on yet, but the previous week, you know, the kicker for the San Francisco 49ers, at the end, he missed a field goal that probably, you know, it was a truly a makeable, wasn't a real long field goal, and he pushed it to the right. Are his teammates ganging up on him? Are his teammates pouncing on him? No, they're right there patting him on the helmet. Hey, man, you know, don't worry about it. Hey, you're good. We'll be good. You know, you'll be fine. I mean, that's what great teammates do. They give, they give the teammate some kind of leniency. Again, did everything he's supposed to do the right way, just pushed it. That's going to happen. And there were others that day and every, every weekend probably. There's mis- in every play, there's mistakes that are made. You need teammates to come over and, hey, you're good. It's fine. Well, why don't you do that to yourself? Well, a lot of players do. They've recognized, I got to get over that. I'm going to throw an interception. I'm going to make a mistake. Get over it. Okay, but it sure helps to have teammates there kind of backing you up on that. But for those perfectionist athletes, perfectionist people, no, they, they don't give themselves that same leniency. And so this is a great thought for us to focus on, you know, being, you know, giving ourselves the same grace that we give others. All right, next quote. Perfectionism is an avoidance tactic. It promises us that if we use it, we will avoid feeling negative emotions, rejection from others, and feelings of failure. The problem is, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, she's right. It's an avoidance tactic. I'm perfect, okay? Because of that, okay, if I use this perfectionism that I have, okay, I'm not going to have negative emotions, rejection from others, and feelings of failure. <laughs> but that doesn't work because you're going to have those. You're going to have those feelings, that's going to be part of it, right? Because you're not perfect. And so when we focus on the perfectionism and we think we're going to avoid all of those things, that plan is destined to fail. Okay, so lean into your imperfections, right? That's the, I said I'm reading or listening to that book by Dr. Brene Brown, The Gifts of Imperfection. That's <laughs> so good as daring greatly was this is so good and there's so many great moments in it and like i said I'll, i'm gonna go back and i want to get to that quote and a few others uh in it because and i'm still listening to it so that's why i've held off on those because i kind of want to wait until i'm done uh but so many good things in it in that concept that you know you're gonna have your mistakes you're gonna have your flaws you know and you're gonna you have imperfections lean into those things and recognize it and, you know, like John Maxwell always says, seek the failure in some ways, you know, go for that because that means you're pushing yourself to new heights. Okay. The great creators, the great innovators of the world aren't worried about being perfect. They know they just push themselves and build and keep trying and keep failing. You know, the Thomas Edison, 10,000 times he tried to do the light bulb thing. I mean, that's the, that's the classic example that we hold up for just keep trying, just keep working through it. You know, don't worry about being perfect. Eventually, you'll get it, you know. And so that's truly the best way to approach all kinds of tasks 
like I say, unfortunately, the perfectionists of the world, they struggle with that. And I was about to say, we struggle with that. I don't think of myself as a perfectionist, but I know there's times where I'm, I'm a perfectionist. I think all of us have that tendency at times in certain things, especially things that we think we're pretty good at or that we are pretty good at. We'll be back after a quick break. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligence strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. It always bothers me, uh, bothered me through my years as a teacher and a coach when I'd get my evaluation and um, they were always very good. I'm, I'm not bragging, I'm just telling the truth. My evaluations were very good. But there were always a couple of, you know, like a five, five point scale, so to speak. There's always a couple of threes, you know, a few threes. And I'm like, Wait, what's going on here? Why, am I, why do I have that? I remember one time my athletic director going, Scott, I've never given an evaluation this good to anybody. What are you complaining about? You know, in his mind, he's doing, giving this really good. And I'm focused on the three, I think it was four out of all of the different, you know, the, the, there were three pages and all these different things that we were being evaluated on. And I had like three or four threes that said, you know, need some improvement. And then in his writing, he was saying, you do this well, but this is an area that you can improve. He said, I had to find things so that we had stuff for you to work on. And so, you know, that felt great when he said it, but I was still kind of upset about, hey, how come I'm not quote unquote perfect in that area? And I started to realize, Scott, you aren't perfect. It's good that he's pointing these things out. This is how it helps you get better. You want to always be working to get better. I turn around and do the same thing with my players, don't I? I turn around and do the same thing with my students. They don't get perfect. I mean, sometimes they get 100 on a test. Sure, because they did quote-unquote perfectly. But they're not perfect, but they scored 100. So, hey, great job. You know, but most of the time, I'm, trying, I'm pointing out, okay, not because I want to point out flaws, and make them feel bad. But hey, this is an area where you need some help, especially in writing as a teacher. You know, there certain writing elements, certain skills, putting the, the ideas together, having a topic sentence and three support points, and then details for those support points and a concluding sentence. So, you know, teaching how to write a paragraph. That was one area where, you know, I was constantly trying to help kids and those who I still work with, trying to help them you know, figure out the best way to put together a paragraph. But then there's also grammatical things, things like that. Well, I, I need to point those out to them to help them improve. Not that they're ever going to be perfect at their writing, but I want to help them improve so that when they do write something, people understand what they're saying, you know, and it flows. Same thing goes with my athletes. And so the same thing went with me too when my pr principals would give me an evaluation for teaching or my athletic director would give me an evaluation for my coaching. For my 12 years as an athletic director, and I gave out evaluations, I had to do the same thing. I once had a, a coach tell me, well, you've been hired just to 
you know, come in and be a hatchet man. with the first athletic director job I had. I said, no, I wasn't. If, I, if that's what I was hired for, I wouldn't have taken this job. I don't want to do that. I want to help us all get the best we can be. So I'm going to focus here on coaching coaches and become helping coaches become the best they can be. So one of the tools for that is going to be the evaluation. And if I see things that I can see, uh-oh, this is an area of weakness or an area where you need to improve at it, I'm going to point those out to you so you can get better. Don't you want to get better? Or do you think you're quote-unquote perfect? You don't need to get better. Come on now. You know, all of us listening to this, where do you fall on that? I hope you don't treat the evaluation process as a teacher or coach or whatever your job is as these are people picking on me and pointing out my flaws. Yeah, we're pointing out flaws so you minimize them and you improve at them and you continue to get better. I want to be evaluated. I, I, I've, I totally figured that out fairly early, but not right away, but about you know eight, eight years and 10 years into my career, I'm like, no, I looked forward to the evaluation. A, I thought I did a pretty good job, so it always feels nice to hear that. But B, did I? Or are there some things that I'm missing? What are my blind spots? It's a great question, a good friend of mine, episode 25, Mark Albert, coach from, former coach from Hamilton, Montana, used to say to me, you know, what a great, this is a great question that he asks himself. And he told me to ask myself in certain situations, what are my blind spots here? What am I not seeing? What am I missing? It's like, well, yeah, that is a great quote, great question to ask. And so that's what we need to do in those situations. All right. Last quote from Dr. Jen. Uh, here we go. We try to be perfect to make our lives better, but it's actually the pursuit of perfection that holds us back. Now think about this. We try to be perfect to make our lives better. There is nothing wrong with striving for excellence, striving to be the best you can be. And so some of us would try to be perfect. You know, look at that. Well, the best you could be would be perfect. Yeah, except we're not. So we're never going to be perfect. You can have quote unquote perfect moments, all right? But you know, where you got a 10, 10 out of 10 on a quiz, like I said, or 100 on a test, whatever. But that's still not perfection. There's probably some things that you could have done even better, whatever. But maybe it was. Okay, but is that how you're going to be all the time? No, because you're a human being. So we try to be perfect to make our lives better, but it's actually the pursuit of perfection that holds us back. It goes back to that thing where we wouldn't put ourselves out there for anything we aren't confident we can do perfectly. You know, that this, this pursuit of perfection keeps us from trying, from creating, from innovating, from pushing an envelope in such a way that says, I'm going to go for this, even though I might fail. Even though there's a really good chance I'm going to fail, I'm still going to try this. Let's see what happens. You're going to see other quotes. And again, I think this is Dr. Brene Brown as we go on about how perfectionism is about others, you know, and excellence. Um, and I think it's sh- shame is about others uh, and, and guilt is about us, you know, about ourselves. Uh, perfection and shame, oh, shame if you're not perfect and that we're so worried about what others are thinking of us that we have this, these perfectionist tendencies as opposed to, you know, the concept of, okay, you're going to feel guilty at times. That's not a bad thing when you've done something bad. 
but it doesn't mean you are bad. I think I said this before, how um, one of the people, my wife as the principal uh, at the middle school in, in the town we were in, in the state of Washington, and I worked with the man too. He was outstanding, Nigel Clark. Oh, God rest his soul. We lost him at way too young of an age, and he was so good with those kids. And they would screw up, and they'd feel bad, and he'd have them in the office. He was an intervention specialist, drug and alcohol counselor. And he'd have kids in there who kind of were going down wrong paths, and he'd say, you're not a bad kid. You just did a bad thing. You did something you shouldn't have done. But you're a human being. Don't worry about that. Let's learn from this. How can we grow from this? How can we get better? Oh, my gosh, he was so good. And that was the exact message so many of those kids needed to hear. Well, isn't that a message we all need to hear? You know, I'm not bad. I did. I didn't succeed. I did something poorly. Doesn't make me a bad person. Just means, all right, I've got more to get better at. I've got some work to do here. But that pursuit of perfection holds us back. If we worry so much about not being perfect that we won't try to do those things that we might fail at. Don't worry about the failure. As, as we've said before with John Maxwell, seek it, okay? Fail forward. That's one of his books, you know? And it's such an important thing to consider, and it's such an important thing for all of us to understand. So, love all these quotes from Dr. Jen. Thank you. Again, she's at, at Dr. Jen Official. I believe that's the, the handle. So check her out on Twitter. And I imagine she has a website as well. In fact, I think I might have gone to her website. So uh, clinical psychologist, but seems to focus a lot on perfection. So I would check her out because, man, there's some good things there. Um, yeah. And so next week I'll have more for you on this perfectionist concept. Uh, how are you liking this? I, I hope you're into this and you're learning some you know, great concepts for you to work on with your kids, whether they be athletes, students, or just your own children. And maybe more importantly, for working on with yourself or with other people that need to have some of the grace that we talked about here today. So, yeah, so we'll see what we have for you next week. I, as I said, I got quite a few more quotes to go to do. So um, we will continue on with this series on perfectionism next week on the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. And we'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please do me a favor and leave a rating and a review and then subscribe to the podcast. Ratings and reviews and subscriptions are really helpful in getting more ears and more listeners getting a chance to hear podcasts. What we want to do is spread the messages of hope and inspiration from these great quotes to as many coaches, teachers, parents, and leaders of all types as possible. Also, check out our Slam Dunk Success site at slamdunksuccess.com and the Slam Dunk Success YouTube channel where we have much more for you to help you on your road and your journey to success. I look forward to serving you again next time with another great quote for coaches. Mm-hmm.